Blog Talk Radio. Services also works year-round with sole proprietors, legal partnerships, and corporations. 
So if you have some issues like debt res- uh, resolution, need some corporations set up, set up even payroll, Mr. Jerry is the person that you need to talk to. He can recognize that all of these vital things are um, something that's always in demand for small business owners and entrepreneurs that may need to have those things strategized and corrected or even set up. Now, the great thing, too, a part of this show today that makes this a very dynamic opportunity is Mr. Jerry's also going to touch on something that I'm sure many people that are out here um, running small businesses, um, if you have a small business and, and you're doing some things, even if you're a sole proprietor, you have to do your taxes. Um, and then you also have a clientele that you're providing some type of products or services for. So. He recognizes the demand for other small business entrepreneurs who are looking for additional ways of sources of income and is now offering an opportunity to train and set up for them the ability to provide tax services to their existing clientele. So, Mr. Jerry, I want to give you an opportunity to uh, say hello to our listening audience and we can dive right in. How are you doing this fabulous Thursday? Uh, I'm doing great. How's everybody doing today? I think we're doing pretty good, Mr. Jerry. I'm very excited about um, having you speak on some things because I know you are a wealth of information. And, um, you know, a lot of times when we do our tea times, um, you know, the information that comes across uh, during these segments is um, beyond just you talking. It's really an educational tool, and it's also a great networking opportunity. So I want to tell you that you are free to provide as much of that brain power on these uh, airwaves today, (laughs) so don't hold back, okay? (laughs) Okay. Okay. Yes, sir. And you know what? We already have callers that are posing some questions, so I just want to make sure that you're prepared to – I may have something that I'll ask that is coming into our chat box. So, um, like I'm I said, we're online live. You're always prepared okay. to answer questions? I know you are. Always. I know you are. I know that's right. Um, <laughs> so I'm going to go ahead and let you kind of just, you know, introduce yourself, Mr. Jerry, and uh, if you would tell us a little bit about yourself, where you're from, and how you ended up in the tax world. Well, uh, I'm from Macon, Georgia, and um, I've been doing taxes really since the early 80s. Uh, the way I got into it was um, – my senior in high school, our uh, um, senior uh, math teacher, uh, Mr. Reed, he taught us a basic tax return. And um, so when I went to college, you know, I did basic tax returns for some of my classmates that, you know, had work study or whatever. And um, so I just started doing taxes for, like, friends, just basic tax returns. And uh, years later, which is the early 80s, I started doing it. You know, as when I started working in the workforce, I started doing it for coworkers. And um, I was in the police department from 79 to 89. And when I left in 89, I started my tax business full time. So I've been doing taxes uh, pretty much since 89 as a business. And and like you said, I do um, personal tax returns. Uh, corporation tax returns, small business tax returns, every type tax return that's out there. And um, and I've trained numerous people to, to do taxes and to get into this business. I've helped several people get into this business. So that's basically it right now, and uh, that that's a little background. Nice. I love it. So for you, you're talking about a longevity of being in a um, very important field, finance and taxes. And 
So for you doing, um, you know, starting from a high school perspective, um, that which is far greater, um, most people coming out of high school, honey, then I probably had about 30,000 jobs. I think I'm speaking about myself. Um, <laughs> um, you know, as a, as a student, um, and I was an athlete as well as a full-time student, so to to hear somebody talk about the longevity of purpose, that's amazing. Um, so how long from, you know, coming from that, that journey did you make it a serious effort to create sample tax service? Well, uh, probably uh, two years before I left the police department uh, in 89, I started getting kind of serious about taxes uh, as a business. And um, when I left in 89, uh, I was presented an opportunity to start um, e-filing, and which okay. you know at the time H and R Block was the only one that was really doing e-filing. And so uh, once that opportunity pre- was presented to me, uh, I got into e-filing, and from that point, uh, my business started growing. And um, I was actually in a office starting to, in 1990 when I actually opened up up my first office doing taxes and been doing it pretty much ever since. That's amazing. So for you, I mean, you've been around for some time and you've seen a lot of things happen and a lot of things change. What yeah. do you feel yeah. is the, you know, um, I, I'm going to be honest with you, you know, this, this is the great thing about online radio. We're not censored and regulated, you know, by, you know, big brother, big sister. So we can have real raw conversation here. Um, what, from your viewpoint, where do you feel, um, you know, I, I know, Mr. Jerry, when we were talking about you doing this show and you were educating me a lot just on the aspect of of going this route of um, taking steps to train other other business owners. Um, at, at the time that we're in right now, um, what is your outlook on our government leadership in concordance to how the tax laws are changing? Well, the government is really not affecting the tax laws by per se where it affects the businesses and so forth. People can always have to have taxes done. And the only thing they're really changing, you have some tax laws that's been tweaked here and there, some things been taken out of the tax code, some things been added into the tax code. And so each year, the only thing we have to do is continue to educate ourselves and stay update on the tax code. Now, you get a lot of people out there that try to do their own taxes and everything because they want to save money, and I understand that, but they're not being educated and updated, you know, on a yearly basis as to what the changes are, uh, the tax codes and so forth, and we are. So, um, you know, there have been talk about, you know, the flat tax, uh, going to the flat tax, so forth and so forth, and and trying to eliminate the tax preparers so people can do their own. But that's not going to happen because just like any other uh, industry, you know, the tax business have their lobbyists that goes and say it, especially H&R Block, of course. And so uh, I think we'll always be available, but the key to the thing is we're always updating ourselves, the real tax professions. And unlike the people that's doing them on the side and doing them at their house, uh, using these um, uh, store-bought tax programs, they're not updated, they're not certified, and then and they don't, you know, keep themselves updated on the changes in the tax laws. 
they mainly depend on data entry and not application. So in other words, they're just pushing in numbers, putting in information, but if something should, should exactly. eventually come up, becomes a challenge, how do they combat that or how do they deal with that? you talking about the non-professionals? Yeah, you go. Well, I mean, that's the thing. They don't. Um, then they come calling a lot of people. Right. Exactly. You know, I have some people saying, well, you t- Mr. Jerry, I tried to do my own taxes last year, but I didn't know I could write this off. I didn't know I could claim this. And I said, yeah. And I have to go in and amend their taxes so they can get, you know, what's extra that's entitled, you know, they're entitled to. So, you know, we get a lot of that. And then we get people come to us and say, well, I went to this person that did that tax, did my taxes out of home on the side, but, you know, uh, they left this off, they didn't do this, and it, we want you to, uh, you know, straighten it out. And a lot of us tax professionals get that from people that's doing, dealing with these side people. And, and people have to understand that these people that are not certified by the IRS and just doing them on the side, they're not accountable for what they put on your tax returns because each of us have to, uh, we have a what's called a preparer's tax ID number registered with the IRS, and we have to put that number on every tax return we prepare. Therefore, if there's some issues uh, dealing with uh, uh, um, non-compliance or due diligence, then they can come directly to us. And right. unlike going and to the person that's going right? on the side. Excuse me? Exactly. I say then it gives you some level of accountability to exactly. the individual right. dealing with. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So for you, um, how how do you um, propose to um, individuals that are um, entrepreneurs? I know that one of the big things that you um, are really setting your sights on, because you've been providing services for individuals for a long time, um, but there's a, a, a bigger demographic of people um, that are out there uh, that have a desire to, propi- to provide tax services to their existing clientele. And a lot of times it makes sense, especially if you, like if you have an insurance license and you're providing life, health, auto, you know, any of those things where you have a, a large do- denomination of people who are already um, have a trusting relationship with you. Because like insurance and finance is very you know, a, a similar field that um, has a lot of responsibility behind it. So for those who are um, licensed insurance agents, um, consultants, you know, they already have a book of business, um, you know, those that may also be, you know, work from home and, you know, want to, you know, do some additional things. Uh, what is the steps that you say, Mr. Jerry, to them coming into this market and, and arming themselves well, to prepare and, and to do something like this? Well, first of all, they don't have to be in the insurance industry. They could be in any type of industry as long as they have the entrepreneurial spirit. That's the key. Uh, you can't just uh, go from a job, nine-to-five job, and having never experienced uh, entrepreneurship and said, well, I want to start this business. And because you don't have the um, uh, you don't have the background in soliciting clients or getting clients and that type of stuff, so 
The thing is, most people that's that's 100% full-time entrepreneurs, they're always looking for other streams of income, okay? And um, I deal with travel agents. Matter of fact, I'm a travel agent also. So that's my second stream of income other than taxes. And so, and um, uh, you might have somebody have this business. And in all businesses, you have down periods where you're not really being productive and making money. Where that's when your second uh, um, business come in effect, you know, say, well, okay, I'm doing this, but okay, I can make money doing this when I'm having a downside here because, like, doing taxes for most people is just January through April. Now, fortunately for me, I do it year round. But for those that does it January through April, you know, they look for other streams of, of, of income. And in the travel industry, in the insurance industry, uh, in the industry where you're an uh, entrepreneur, you're always looking for something to add to your, um, uh, I call my eggs in a basket. And so, right. um, so, so, but the advantage is, you know, if you are in one of those industries, uh, you more than likely have built up a clientele that trusts you and trust what exactly. you present to them, and that's the key. So let's say you're an insurance agent and you have 50 to 75 set clientels that you sell insurance to. Those people trust you, okay? So now mm-hmm. let's say you want to add uh, income tax to your business, to, to, to your eggs in a basket, where now, okay, you're going to go to those same clients. You say, look here, now I'm offering income tax services, they're going to say, okay, because we already trust you. As long as you right. train and prepare to do the business, then you got you got another business already jump-started by the fact that you already have clientele. Then it's just a matter of you getting the proper training, the proper right. setup, and, 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 and the tax business, it gets harder and harder each year to get into because of regulations. Uh, a person mm-hmm. right now trying to get in the tax business, they pretty much have to go under a person that's already set up uh, because, you know, we deal with the banking industry that offer, you know, the instant loans and stuff like that, and those banks are only going to offer those products to tax preparers who they're already familiar with, that's already in their system. So the advantage of going under someone like me uh, is that you have that set up because you're, you're set up with my trust with those banks. And so right. then just a matter of, once again, getting trained. And, and, and believe it or not, you got a lot of people like insurance people, travel agents, that do their own tax returns so taxes are not foreign to them. Right. They just have to learn now how to turn it into a business. Exactly. And, and, and basically, you know, you learn year to year. It's not just you're not going to learn everything right there. It's no nobody can teach you something uh, just that you know, uh, uh, just like that because you learn that through right. application. Right. 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 But the key is so, build up your clientele. So your name, go ahead. Go ahead. You know, the key is one. You know, you build up your clientele, earn that trust. Start out doing the basic tax returns, which are you have a lot of people out there need people to do their basic tax returns. Learn the business, and it'll grow from there. 
I was just gonna say, so for for the common person, you know, people are like, okay, what skills or what I need for taxes? So what would you say a person would need to be able to have the basic things that they would need to know to be able to do taxes? Know how to use a computer and no data entry. Period. Okay. Because I'm gonna tell you, you know, everyone that are I talk it, the numbers. <laughs> Some people are okay. intimidated because well, numbers. What do you see that person? Well, let me tell you this right here. Every person that worked for me, they came working for me not knowing nothing about taxes, but they knew how to use a computer. They knew how to do data entry. So I tell them, I say, okay, learn the data entry part first. Know where everything goes. You got a W-2 in your hand. Know where that goes. Because the software does the work for you, believe it or not. That's why you have so many people out here doing taxes on the side because they figured out that the, the software really does the taxes for you. It does the number. You don't have to add, subtract, multiply, nothing. You put put in what's on the W-2. You put in the Social Security numbers, the dependents, and, bam, your taxes are done, okay? Now, when you start doing the other stuff like automation, um, sole proprietors, depreciation, that's where you start to have to learn to do those things, okay? Right. But right. basic tax return. And, and, and the thing about it, when you first start your tax business, you're not going to get customers like that because they already got somebody else to, that they've already, you know, had do that depreciation, uh, right. do their businesses for them. So you got to earn that business through knowledge. And you're not going to have that starting out. Absolutely, that makes sense. I think with the most, you know what? I want to do this. Let's take a quick commercial break because I got a couple other questions for you too. And I know we have some that have always come across have come across from um, people who are listening in. So let's just take a quick commercial break, Mr. Jerry. We'll be right okay. back. On a tight budget, find local savings on loudmouth.com. Find great coupon deals in your area of local restaurants, hair salons, auto, home improvement, contractors, and more. Rate and review your favorite businesses or click and connect them on your favorite social network pages with a friend. Loudmouth.com, the voice for local search, local business, and local savings. Register your small business online today with loudmouth.com, the small business choice for affordable Internet and local advertising with plans as low as $65 a month. Create your business mini website profile promoting your products and services. Join the Loudmouth Network and get top placement on loudmouth.com today. You're listening to the Loudmouth Radio Network. Insurance Associates Atlanta, formerly Mathis Insurance Services, is an independent agency offering personal, commercial life, and health insurance products to meet the needs of your business and your family. We specialize in helping you protect all of your assets, whether you're purchasing insurance for the first time or searching for better products at a better price. Feel free to contact us at 770-483-0310. We're conveniently located at 1030 Remington Drive in Conyers, Georgia. Visit us online at insurance-iaa.com. Recent auto accident, back pain, neck pain, stress, headaches? Ewing Chiropractic can help. Here at Ewing Chiropractic, our office utilizes an approach of pain relief measures for the treatment of auto accidents, slip and falls, and on-the-job injuries, as well as acute and chronic pain. 
We can be reached at 678-586-3592 and located at 5459 North Henry Boulevard, T.C. in Stockbridge, Georgia. Healing the injured one spine at a time. We can be reached at ewingchiropractic.com. All right, and so we're back live. Before we took our quick commercial break, we want to always, you know, recognize our media partners. Um, we had Mr. Sample of Sample Tax Service. Mr. Jerry, as I love to call him, um, is, is, is giving us the info on the thick line here, honey. When it comes down to the nuts and bolts of, you know, running, starting a tax service, um, adding it to your arsenal, if you are a business owner or aspiring entrepreneurs. Um, and it's so funny, when we were uh, just going to commercial break, Mr. Jerry, my wife, Jazzy's listening in, and she's like, I've been telling you for years, I think you should have been offering tax services. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> um, it's so funny. I remember my younger sister was uh, licensed with Allstate and, and doing extremely well in their call centers in Chicago. And my mother um, has been like a, a human calculator all her life. Um, she was uh, from five years old, a musician playing the piano, and that's always been her passion and craft. But Man, Mr. Jerry, I never met somebody that you can ask, okay, what's 27,000 times $500 in 13% of that? And she'd be like, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, huh? And she used to tease. I remember when I was in school, I think when I went to third grade, and they started telling us we were going to use calculators. My mother was like, uh-uh, nope, mm-mm, mm-mm. You're going to learn how to add, subtract, multiply, and everything without that calculator. You <laughs> <laughs> And it's one of those things that you have people that, you know, that get math, and you have some that are like, whoa, I'm intimidated, you know, but everybody learns differently. And the reason I'm saying this is because, Mr. Jerry, I'm sure that, you know, somebody, whether they're listening today, tomorrow, next week, next month, next year, that's going to hear this episode, I'm sure there are people who have like, you know, I know that tax business and the tax service industry is a good field to get into. It's a lucrative field. If, like you, you you know, you've you've taken the time to educate yourself, invest in the knowledge, put time in, you certify, you got your certifications, you know. um, But it's something that's doable for anybody, you know, that really wants to take it seriously. And I do feel like it was one of those things for me that I would consider wanting the training because I know it would help me as an entrepreneur, you know, helping me with my own individual stuff. Because, Mr. Jerry, like you said, I've had somebody do my taxes and um, we had a friendship for about five or six years prior to that time period. And when I went to him and uh, have him, had him help me, I think he did two of my years, and I ended up getting audited. And when I got audited, honey, he was looking like oh. Casper. He wasn't nowhere near to be found. <laughs> he did not go with me <laughs> to that building. You get a lot One of them that. people was like, yeah. Um, your, your phone, you're trying to tell me your cell phone bill is $7,000 for this amount of time and 10000 Yes because I use my phone all the time, and that's before phone, oh uh, cell phone services were unlimited. Thank God I had a paper trail, you know what I'm saying? Um, right. So, you know, prior to us going to commercial break, Mr. Jerry, I know we were talking about, you know, what what skills should somebody try to possess or mm-hmm. what should they be able to do in order to move forward into, you know, diving into being a tax preparer. Um, let's talk about, Mr. Jerry, your your ideal aspect of how somebody would go through this process of contacting you and getting that started? Well, first of all, um, if they call, if someone calls me and say, you know, I want to get into the tax business, well, the first thing I'll do is, you know, try to qualify them. I try to find out 
Okay, what are you doing now? If you say, well, I work so-and-so, blah, 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 I said, do you do anything else but working for so-and-so? They said, no. I said, so you don't have a client base, right? They said, no, not really. I said, well, your best bet right now is to find a tax office that will allow you to come work and train, okay, to be a tax preparer. Uh, Going into business is just not going to work. You don't have the background. And I get people coming to me all the time will say, Mr. Jerry, uh, 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 I don't know anything about taxes. I ain't got the clientele, but will you train me? I want to come work for you. I said, I'm not hiring. I said, I try to put people in business. They already got clientele. And so the thing is, if if someone calls me and says, okay, uh, uh, Jerry, I got this type of business, but I want to add to what I'm doing. I say, well, okay, here's the deal, you know, um, you know, I can train you to do taxes, which is very easy. That's the easy part. Teach you how to do taxes is the easiest part, okay? Now I just got to teach you the business. That's the hardest part because uh, there's a lot, you, you got a lot of stuff you have to deal with in the tax business. Due diligence is one. And this is something new that we didn't have to deal with 10 years ago, whereas when people bring you a tax return and they say they want to claim this or claim that, you have to document everything. That's part of your due diligence. If that person get audited and uh, you don't have stuff documented that they was allowed to, well, should have been able to claim that deduction or whatever, the IRS can find you. So if I'm bringing you into this business underneath me, I want to make sure you understand due diligence because my office would be the one that gets fined, okay? Being in the insurance business, you got something similar. You understand due diligence and everything, so it's easy to work with a person with that background because they already understand that. You know, they're not doing nothing crazy. They're not doing nothing fraudulent and stuff like that. So uh, so basically I would just pretty much analyze what they're doing right now, what the background is, and go from there. Absolutely. So... In other words, um, due diligence is something that, you know, for those who may be saying, okay, what do you mean by due diligence? In other words, due diligence um, is, to, to keep it short, is verifying information. Like, for instance, let's give you, and, and I know a lot of your listeners probably going to relate to this. A person comes in our office and they want to claim this child and that child, okay? Uh, this is my dependent. Well, due diligence is verifying that they have the right to claim that due diligence. I mean, I'm sorry, claim that dependent, okay? So, in other words, we'll ask for a birth certificate, um, uh, 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 school records, stuff like that. That's verifying that this person is a legal uh, uh, guardian of this dependent, okay? That's part of due diligence. Now, you mentioned about the $7,000 and the $10,000 phone bill. Well, you come to my office and say, Jerry, I paid $7,000 in my phone bill last year. Okay, let me see your documentation, okay? That's right. And I record that documentation. That's due diligence. I'm not just putting $7,000 down there just because you told me that's what you paid. So due diligence is just really verifying information you put on tax return. And and what we have to do as uh, certified uh, uh, tax preparers, we have to 
a part of the tax return, we have to uh, uh, indicate that we've done our due diligence and the IRS hold us accountable for that due diligence. Absolutely. So in other words, for most people, um, and this, this, this goes both ways, you know, um, people get excited about hearing people that say, yeah, I got $10,000 back on my taxes and, you know that's not a that's not a common thing. Um, no. What a lot of times people don't realize this. So there's two things. One, if you if you go to somebody to get your taxes done and they're willing to just take anything you say and put it down and not ask you, like you said, for the due diligence of the documentation, that's a person you might want to run from because they're going to get you audited because you exactly. don't know exactly if you know they they piling a bunch of stuff in, they making their little money off you at that point in time. And then poof. So then you're not looking at um, the, the deeper end of how those consequences could fall. And then, two, if you are an entrepreneur, you know, that says, okay, Jerry, I want to go ahead and do this, and you intend on bringing in um, other agents. Like, let's just say if you have an insurance company, you have two or three agents that you want to work with you in regards to this information. You want to make sure that you have people that are going to be compliant they're going to ask for things. They're going to make sure that they follow up and do the right thing because that's what it comes down to. You can't teach. You can you can give somebody all the power of knowledge, but integrity is something that a person is going to have to be equipped with as well. And so, exactly. Mr. Jerry, with the, with that with that question, um, let me ask you this too. So, let's say you had um, Sarah's insurance company that comes in and says, "Okay, I want to." you know, go ahead and learn this, this, and this. Now, when you get them set up and prepared, they're coming impartially off of your platform um, as far as the software and stuff like that. What what would they need to know um, to do um, based upon um, getting set up and, uh, okay. you know, making sure that they're doing the right thing based upon the information that you put in, you know, put it into their computer systems and stuff like that? How would they know um, to make sure they're compliant? What would be that process for you to give support? Like what type of support, I guess, is the question that you would offer to them? Okay. The very first thing I do, I get them in and I go through uh, some orientation with them, explaining the business to them, explaining, you know, um, all the pitfalls and all the rewards. I I do all that. I, I take pretty much you know, a day to do that, or you know, maybe an hour or so during the day to make sure that they get a feel as what the business is, okay? From that point on, if after I go through that orientation, they still want to go into the business, then I set a day aside to try, to really teach them data entry. I can't teach them taxes uh, uh, application. Can't do that because that's a knowledge thing, and you, a lot of that stuff you're going to learn with doing. So I sit down, I, I familiarize them with my tax program and um, show them how I input, how, how I put input information, and how it's all calculated, which is very simple, okay? And um, and we'll go through some uh, practice sessions, a few days, maybe even a week, so so they're comfortable doing the basic tax return. Now, fortunate for me, I got the type setup where you could be in Michigan, okay, and uh, my program is where they can uh, 
they can log into uh, the software, and I can log in also. I can see everything they do. So let's say they get a customer come in and say, well, okay, I want to itemize. And, and they said, well, I don't know how to itemize. I said, don't worry about it. Just do what you can. Have the customer set appointment for the customer to come back. Give me a call. All I got to do is just look at the tax return from my end, and I can show you how to itemize, you know, from that point on, which is very easy, okay? And so the the thing I'm trying to get over is the fact that I offer support for stuff they can't do because the data entry part is going to be so easy. It's going to be so easy. I mean, you know, it's going to be so easy. But a lot of the technical stuff, I'm there. I, I have outside preparers. Right. And, uh, right. and not only that, everything that they do before it's transmitted to the IRS, uh, it comes to me for review. They cannot transmit directly to the IRS. They don't have the experience yet. So I look in my system. I see I got X number of tax returns ready for review. And I review those tax returns, making sure all the I's are dotted, all the T's are crossed. And then I sign off on it before it goes to the IRS. But it's a thing where they're going to have to actually sit down and do it. I teach them the basics. From the basics, you know, if they're doing, if they got a business, they can learn because you know they used to learn. You had to learn insurance. You had to go to school for insurance. Uh, I'm formerly a licensed insurance agent, so I know what you had to go through to get insurance license. Same thing with a lot of other businesses. So it's is that if you know how to use the computer, if you know how to do data entry, only thing you only thing you're doing is taking from one document and putting in the information, and the software does the taxes for you. Now I had one person, uh, I have to tell you this, uh, years ago that I was training, and they opened up their tax office, and they always wanted to know, well, why did it come to that? I said, don't worry why I come to that right now. Just know that it's right. And in other words, they want to know it, why. They want to know why on everything. I said, you're doing a tax return. I can't teach you the whys right now, okay? I said, let me teach you the data entry part. You're going to learn the whys as you go along. And and that's pretty much it. it it's a, it's a easy bit. It's an easy process, but it's a hard business. Right. So, Mr. Jerry, I do have a couple questions that are coming in, and I'm going to allow um, – we have a caller. I just had her hold in holding. Um, let me start out with the first question that was posed online. Um, two two questions. The first one was, do you offer nonprofit tax services preparation? I don't offer, I don't offer nonprofit tax services. Um, I, my business itself is a, uh, a for-profit business. Um, okay. So I I don't offer nonprofit services. Um, I I know some people that do, but I do not. Okay. The second question. No, but, but let me ask you this question right here. When you said when you said nonprofit services, are you talking about like preparing five hundred one three Cs for a nonprofit organization, or are you talking about oh no 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 okay. preparing That's taxes for people? Okay. So let me ask the question, I guess, posed upon, based upon the, the part of the question. So the 501c3 is already established. They're asking, can you do the forms necessary needed to turn in for nonprofit 
um, oh, you know, in certain documents. In, in, in that case, yes, I don't do a lot of those because that's not the bulk of my business. Every now and then I get a nonprofit organization come in and want to file their five five you know whatever they have to file on that and I do it but that's not that's a very 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 small percentage of my business I might get okay. one every five years okay so I know that they were asking about you know how there are certain forms that the IRS requires you to fill in once you've already did your they they already have the five hundred one c three status um, but it's just right. actual tax documents that they have to file. To remain compliant. Yeah, I, I, yes, I I can do those, but I don't get a lot of customers with those. Like I said, I may gotcha. do one every five years, but yes, I'm okay. I'm familiar with them. I can do them. Okay, and then the next question we got also was, um, have you ever considered giving um, some type of training to youth for youth? They're calling it youth tax, but um, like a workshop. Is there a certain age requirement for people for preparers? That's a good question. Um, <laughs> well, I have to look at the IRS guidelines on what's the what's the uh, age to get a uh, preparer's tax ID number. I'm not sure on that. That's the first time it's come up. I mean, uh, when I start training people in the early in the late nineties and early two thousands, I had um, a couple of uh, people that came that was uh, still in college that I trained. One of them now has started her own tax business, and she's very good. So, uh, I mean, you can learn. I mean, it depends on starting your business. You're not going to start a tax business at 18, okay? The, the most you can expect to do is let somebody come in, let, you, let somebody allow you to come in their office, and prepare taxes, but uh, you're not going to have too many clients that are going to have that much confidence in you, okay, until right. you get That's older. True. So, so, right. so, so, you know, I don't think there's an age thing. It's a matter of, you know, the confidence level for the clients. Mm-hmm. That's a good response. We, we have a, um, we have a, yeah, we have a caller that wants to go ahead and ask a question. I'm going to go ahead and bring them on. Hold on one second, okay. um, Mr. Jerry. Okay. Good morning. My name is Sarah Moore, and I'm calling from Maui, Hawaii. I have Whoa. two questions. <laughs> okay. Uh, one, I moved here from Michigan, and I don't know if you what you know about Social Security, but with the cost of living being more here than in Michigan, am I entitled to more on my uh, Social Security payment? Okay. Well, yes and no. The no part is, okay, your Social Security, what you pay into Social Security is pretty much based on the state you live in, okay? So now if you work in Hawaii most of your life, you're going to have a higher amount of Social Security that you're going to get at Social Security age because Michigan, I don't know, I don't know what the rates are in Michigan. It's like people, you have a lot of people moving from New York to the South because their Social Security build up by living in New York and the cost of living being higher, their Social Security uh, take home is a lot more than if they had worked most of their lives in Georgia. So they move from 
New York to Georgia, and they live like kings and queens because they're making their Social Security is a lot more than a person that's on Social Security and worked in Georgia all their lives. So to answer your question, it depends on how long you worked in Hawaii and how much Social Security you got built up during that time uh, as opposed to how long you worked in Michigan. So, But if the cost of living is higher in Hawaii and you worked most of your life in Hawaii, then your Social Security, when the time comes, is going to be more than it would be if you lived in Michigan. Okay, my second question is this. I owe IRS. I'm on a payment plan. I've seen these ads where they say if you owe $10,000 or more, Don't you do can it. Get- Don't do it. Okay. I'm gonna tell, let me tell you. I know what you're telling me. I, t- I preach this all the time. You have companies. I don't, I'm not going to call their names, but you, you've seen them on TV. And what they're going to do is you're going to call them up and tell them your situations. And they're going to tell you, okay, give us this amount up front, okay? And I'm telling you this from customers that have done this, so I know this is fact. And so at some point, they'll tell you, well, this is going to be more work than we thought. We need some more information. We need to send us some more money. And when it's all said and done, they haven't resolved nothing, okay? Whereas uh, you can contact the IRS, you can contact the IRS and negotiate yourself with the IRS. And if, let's say you owe ten grand and you done paid this company two to three thousand dollars, where you could have offered the IRS that two or three thousand dollars, and they might they might take it and settle your debt by you dealing directly with the IRS. Don't pay nobody two, three because if you if you hire these companies, that's what you're gonna pay, two to three thousand dollars or more. And it's no guarantee they're gonna resolve your issue. So I tell everybody, don't do it. They got these commercials on T V and when I'm looking at them in my head I'm saying, Don't do it. Don't do it. So I, I hope that answers your question. Sound a little too good to be true. Thank you. Yeah, but but let me tell you this right here. The concept is true. You can't settle your debt with the IRS. You just don't have to pay nobody thousands of dollars to do it. That's the hook and okay. right there. Right. Yep. Great question. So, Miss Sarah, thank you for calling in and, and posing your questions. And, and, you know, like we said in the beginning of this program, um, I've always noticed when it comes to certain um, fields of industries, like I said, taxes, insurance, you know, things with banking, um, you know, talking about, you know, mortgages, stuff like that. Those are real, real uh, important subject areas that people um, have questions about are in situations and in circumstances that a lot of times are way beyond and over their heads. And so, you know, we take pride in being able to have somebody like Mr. Jerry who's a, you know, um, a subject matter expert that can give uh, give opportunity for people to come on our platform and ask these questions because I, I know without a shadow of a doubt that people have, you know, real hard-pressed questions that they're dealing with. Um, and, Mr. Jerry, thank you so much for allowing that space for somebody to be able to ask the hard questions and give them resolve and sometimes um, a safe a 
safe space to know not to step into something that could cause you a detriment later on. Um, right. And unfortunately, you know, anybody within hands reach that has a radio or have the Internet sees and hears these conversations about IRS debt, and, you know, the closer we get to the, you know, to the tax season, it becomes even more rapid. You hear it so much. And, of course, you know, nobody wants to be up to their necks in debt. And, and, and when you know everybody's scared of the IRS and, you know, they're the one part of the government that is not regulated. And I wanted to ask you, Mr. Jared, to kind of speak on that because a lot of times people don't know the, you know, how that actually works. Because I know the first question I asked you early on was how things from the government side and how that affects the IRS tax code. So can you share with our audience um, how the IRS, you know, is diversified versus other parts of government and how that affects us? Well, basically what the IRS do, really uh, I think you have Congress or Senate, uh, the Senate, whichever, they set the laws and the IRS pretty much implement them the tax code and that type stuff. The, you know, the tax code changes every year. Uh, you have a new tax plan that just got approved a few months ago under the Trump administration. So once that tax plan gets approved, then the IRS implemented it into the tax code, and it filters down to us. So uh, so basically once, you know, the IRS are not, is not the uh, – uh, uh, the ones that actually set the tax code. You understand what I'm saying? They pretty much just implement the tax code, filter everything down, and they pretty much, uh, uh, I would say, governs it or police it or whatever. And, um, you know, but basically only thing you're doing is, uh, only thing they're doing is just really, you know, um, filtering down everything to you, uh, the us, when I say you, I mean us, uh, the, the tax preparers, the tax industry, uh, what the new laws are, and they have uh, program designers to design the new software to uh, include those changes and everything. And uh, and then they just police the industry, make sure you, you, you're up to standards, you're up to code, uh, you're not being fraudulent and stuff like that. And, and and that's basically it for the IRS concern. They have their own enforcement. You know, they have investigators to make sure you're in compliance, make sure you're not uh, committing fraud and everything. But basically the tax codes is what comes down from, uh, I think, Congress, Senate, whoever, and, and, and it filters down to the IRS and then filters down to us. Absolutely. So um, I think for the most part what, most people want to do is to have an idea how to navigate, you know. Um, the caller that called in, you know, she was speaking in regards to Social Security, and I know you spoke on, um, you know, how uh, one a very important thing you mentioned was, you know, demographically and geographically living in one area and moving into another. I believe there's about 80 million baby boomers if I'm, if I'm, I was trying to fact check my demographical number, but I believe it's about 80 million baby boomers are set to retire, and so people are seeing a wave of of uh, Americans, uh, you know, maneuvering, moving around across the U.S. as well as 
into Caribbean islands and international locations. And a lot of people, especially our young people, they look and see, um, you know, uh, I'm going to just say, for instance, in Atlanta, there's so much building that's happening. And I believe that, you know, from the scope of things, the world is trying to shape and prepare for, you know, this large demographic of people that are going into retirement age that are looking to leave, like you said, California, New York, D.C., Chicago. You'll, if you just start paying attention to the areas where the cost of living is so much higher, you're seeing a, you're seeing a bigger shift of, you know, um, people that are in their 60s and 70s moving out of certain areas into places like Atlanta where the population is growing more and more every day. The congestion is getting, you know, to become higher. But if you're living in New York and you don't work in New York all your life and your pension is like six, $7,000 a month, in New York you're barely getting by. Exactly. You know, you, you're doing what it takes to maintain what you have. But you bring that six or $7,000 now down to Georgia and you are in a very comfortable space. Matter of fact, most people that exactly. may have properties in those areas, you sell them, and then you move to places like Georgia and buy property. You can pay for your property outright a lot of instances. Um, right. And, you know, I know and that sometimes that social people security income is huh? their, their Social Security income from New York going to be a lot higher than it would be for people here to, here in Georgia. So, Mr. Jerry, let me ask you this. So, if if I leave New York and I'm like you saying, so I'm getting six grand in Social Security a month. I leave New York and come to Georgia. Should that person contact the Social Security office and say, okay, I'm no longer in North, I'm no longer in New York now. I'm now in Georgia. To the sense, does that affect their money that they get in monthly, or should they better? No, no, no. Just okay, not- you talking about once they once they reach Social Security age. Mhm. Okay, yes. once you reach. Re- once you reach Social Security age, you've already earned whatever amount of Social Security you're going to be entitled to, regardless of where you live at. So uh, if, if, if you lived in New York and, say, and you're, you're Social Security age and everything, well, your, your Social Security is going to transfer to wherever you move to. Um, uh, yes, you you let them know you, you change the address, but then it doesn't affect the amount you get because you've already paid into Social Security and Medicare through your years of working. So that won't change. That's gotcha. why a lot of people move from north down here because they're getting so much more money in Social Security uh, than they would have gotten if they had worked here in Georgia. So you move down here, they may be getting uh, 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 two, three, four thousand dollars a month in Social Security, whereas they work that same time period here in the South, uh, they only probably bring in thirteen, fourteen hundred dollars a month. Wow, got you. So I, I think that that makes a big difference um, for some, and it's something to consider. I want to take a quick commercial break, Mr. Jerry. We're going to come right back and. Um, kind of start to wrap up our conversation with Jerry Sample of Sample Tax Services of Making. Hold on one sec. You're listening to the Loudmouth Radio Network. Ladies, are you looking for the next best find? Don Shay Shootique will bring out your inner glam. The lady herself, Miss Don Shay, 
is dedicated to providing you with the latest in Hotlanta fashion footwear. It'll make you stand out at every event. In addition to our amazing prices, we are the go-to source for high fashion footwear. So stop by and shop online. We're sure to have the right shoes for you. www.donshay-shoes.com That's www.donshay-shoes.com Don Shays is the only place you can go to still be sane and have a suicide. You're listening to the Loudmouth Radio Network. Sonny and Jazzy of Loudmouth TV is taking off with a brand new show, Off the Market, with its first season within the beautiful state of Hawaii, featuring some of the most sought-after areas of beachfront and inner island properties on the island of Maui and Oahu. Tune in to each episode with host Jazzy Jones-Smith as she talks to feature real estate agents as they showcase their open house listings to private homeowner tours where you just might find a house that you may want to take off the market. All right, and we're back off our commercial break. And I want to take this time to recognize and shout out one of our media partners, Ms. Don Shea of Don Shea Shootique. Um, this weekend, um, it, you know, it's, it's always so amazing um, to hear growth and um, hear some success stories. Dashe, Miss um, Dashe came on to Loudmouth Radio Tea Time, I believe, back in May, and did her um, did her episode on Tea Time, and I think she broke a record for Tea Time. She had about forty, almost fifty people on the line throughout the duration of her show, and she just had, you know, followers and supporters, customers that have been buying shoes from her. Donshay has an online shoe store. And during the process of that show, she spoke about um, so many things. She said so many so many things personally and professionally, and the show was just a dynamic show. But most importantly, she shared about her stretch of stepping out into um, expansion. And so she shared with us on, on air about um, having a – custom shoe trailer built and so um jazzy and i was already privy to that information matter of fact we were big cheerleaders and supporting her and pushing her through the fear to go ahead and do it and so we're so proud of her because as of now uh we're, we're in september she has gotten her custom trailer her 28 or 24 foot trailer and it's, it's a beautiful trailer fully wrapped and she's got her shoes all customly laid out inside of the of the shoe trailer, and this weekend she'll be doing a ribbon cutting on her business. So we want to congratulate her tremendously on her success um, and just take that time to recognize her. So way to go, Don Shay. Um, I think, uh, Ms. Jerry, this has been a dynamic show. I knew that this was going to be a great show um, from the first time you told me what you were wanting to do and um, the information that you wanted to share because um, every year, Around November, December, if you just pay attention in your community, you'll see a lot of these vacant storefronts start to pop up, and you'll see, you know, almost every other block, people are doing taxes. But probably about March, April, you'll go back around that same block, and, honey, <laughs> that whole little front is gone. <laughs> yep. Like a, yep. like a yep. thief in the night. <laughs> Yep. And, you know, the, it, it, and it's one of those things, you know, I'm not mad at anybody trying to do what they need to do. Um, but I, I think, Mr. Jerry, um, you know, it, proprietary information, I think to be a tax preparer, um, 
that is, you know, it's a profession that I think a lot of times people don't respect as much, and it should be recognized as something that is so important because you're trusting people with all your information, from your date of birth, your social security number, your personal, you know, uh, assets, your your children, your home, where you live. All those things are given given to you. So when you get that information, um, it's very important that whoever you're giving it to is somebody that you're not going to be concerned about is going to take it and run with it, you know, or sell it um, because that does happen. So, um, you know, sample tax service, you know, for middle Georgia has been a vital piece in the community. I think Mr. Jerry has has thoroughly shown today on air um, his knowledge and his wealth of understanding, his patience to listen and, and to give an answer that could give a resolve to a person and give better direction and before they take certain measures. So, Mr. Jerry, for you, um, at this point in the broadcast, I want to make sure that you covered everything that you wanted to share. So is there anything that we haven't touched that you would like to talk on? Well, basically, I just want to say, you know, if there's anyone out there, any of your listeners um, uh, might want to consider getting into the income tax business, um, you know, you're welcome to give them my direct cell phone number. I'd be glad to talk to them and um, uh, give them any information they may need to, uh, you know, possibly start that type of business. And uh, and I will offer them all the uh, technical support and training that's available to help them, you know, to have a successful, you know, startup in the business. Uh, it's a great business. It's been, it's been good for me. It's been great for me for years. And uh, I can't see myself uh, not doing taxes, you know, but, you know, but I've learned a lot over the years. I've seen a lot over through the years. So, and, and basically it's going to come with experience. So, you know, uh, anybody that's welcome to give me a call anytime they want to, I'm available pretty much 24-7. You know, I'm up to 3 o'clock at, in the morning watching TV, so, you know, I'm available. So, you know, if somebody want to give me a call, ask me a question. If they want to ask me a question about taxes, um, their taxes, I don't have no problem answering it. They're, they're, they can feel free to give me a call. That's awesome. So, Mr. Jerry, um, if you would, give your information as far as your location, information, phone number, anything that you may need to um, provide so somebody okay. can get in touch with you. The best, the best number to reach me is four seven eight nine six zero forty three zero six. That's my cell number because I'm in and out of the office. My office number is four seven eight seven four six zero zero two one. But uh, I'm only in an, in the office for appointments and stuff. So. The best way to reach me is the cell phone number. And my location is 750 Riverside Drive, Lane, in Macon, Georgia, 31204. And I'm on Facebook. I have a sample tax service Facebook page. Uh, if they want to go in there and look at some of the things, I, some of the things that I'm, you know, uh, advertising or promoting. Nice. And so for those who want to find him on Facebook, it is facebook.com slash sample tax service, and you can find him right there on Facebook. So, uh, Mr. Jerry, one quick thing. Um, what do you suggest time-wise um, for somebody to get their stuff together and get set up? How much time do you think that they should expect to get the initial, you know, training, well, orientation? All that good stuff. They need 
they they need to start like no later than I would say the middle of next month because I just got an email today and uh, the banks are getting ready to start registration with them and uh, we got to go through a lot of uh, some stuff with the IRS where they want to make sure they verify you know um, who who's doing what and everything so they're getting ready to get started now so. Um, uh, I'm going to be set up by the time someone contact me, but then I got they have to get their PTIN number. Uh, that usually takes a few weeks to get. Okay, um, once they get their PTIN number, uh, I have the setup. I have the software. I have the banks in line. I have everything. The only thing I got to do then from that point is instruct them, you know, how to proceed on, you know, running their business. And get them trained to do taxes. Okay, awesome. So um, it don't matter. One more thing. It don't matter where they are. They can be in Hawaii. Okay. Uh, okay. But I only work with ready-made entrepreneurs that's looking for another stream of income. I don't. I don't do it. Uh, 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 I've been there. I've done that. I don't do people just looking to. Learn taxes to get a job. I, I don't do that. Okay. Uh, right. I, I work. Okay. I'm working right now specifically with people. Yeah, people who's looking for a second stream of income and want to learn a second business. Right. So uh, one of the questions too that was just posed was, um, from a compensation perspective, you know, if somebody as they're doing their preparation, um, I guess you can maybe speak on that law of averages here. Um, what would the average person look at when they're doing a tax, you know, when they're doing a preparation um, for individual and how so how they may, maybe you may want to answer, you know, uh, individually. Um, okay, you're talking, about, you're talking about how much they would charge your average person? Yeah, so in other words, um, the, the, so the individual that's looking to do the business aspect themselves, um, what, what would be the time period? Oh, two parts. So there's a, is it a cost for the training? And then two, um, once they get started doing the training, right, um, they'll get compensation per tax return. And kind of how, how would that work between you and that okay. individual? Okay, okay. Okay, this is how it works. Okay, first of all, uh, to get started, they only pay three twenty-five for the software, for the setup. That's it. Uh, to get their PTIN number, the IRS don't charge anything. That's free. Okay, once you get your PTIN number, technically you're in business, but now you just need the setup, and you got to know who to contact for the software companies, the bit, and you got tons of them out there. So let's just say you're set up now. I got you trained. Let's say it's December. Uh, you, you need to start marketing your business, um, telling your clientele, okay, I'm doing this now and everything. Because the business is your business. Uh, your expenses are your expenses. Whether you go into an office, work out of your home, or whatever, those are your expenses. I, don't, I have no control over that. So once tax season starts, um, Let's say you, you you ready to start doing business and um, 
Now, it depends on the area you're in as far as what you charge customers. But the way we get paid, we'll transmit a tax return to the IRS, and we'll do what's called a bank product. And the bank product is, allows us to get our fees. The bank will take out our fees and give them their refund, okay? So let's just say you got a $5,000 refund. I transmit it to the IRS. The IRS will acknowledge that tax return and send information to the bank. The bank would, at that point, take out our fees and give them their refund. So now, so when the fees are deposited, you know, it goes, if I'm bringing somebody in, what they charge for tax preparation is all theirs. It's all there. So if they charge $300 for tax preparation, that's their money. They charge $100 for tax preparation, tax preparation, that's their money. The only thing that I get out of it is the electronic filing fee. So in most areas, and it's more up north, right here in the south, a person going to come in, and they're going to pay somewhere between three to $500, okay? So if the electronic filing fee is $100 or $150, everything over that minus the bank fees and minus the software provider fees goes in your pocket. So let's say you're going to charge them $300. That's your $300. Now, the IRS and the banks are not going to allow us to gouge people, okay? We can't say, well, I want to charge $800 as my fee. They're not going to allow that. That's gouging people. But loans right. is a reasonable fee. Uh, and, and and that money, uh, once it comes through my system and it goes through my bank, then that person who submitted that uh, tax return from wherever they are, it goes into their bank account, and that's their fee. And so they get paid pretty much, you know, as uh, 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 soon as we get paid, they get paid. That's a pretty good setup. And, and, and another advantage is this right here. Uh, I know a lot of people have heard of the instant loans, um, uh, where you can go in right when tax season first starts, and and as soon as you file your taxes, you can get a loan on your uh, advance on your refund. Well, going to a person that do it on the side uh, who's not certified with the IRS, you can't get that because they're not set up to offer it to them, okay? So if someone sets up uh, underneath me, they have that product in their basket. They can offer instant loans to their customers. And from what I understand, this coming year, instant loans, like if you come in and file your taxes, you walk out with $3,000 the same day. And once we file that tax return, we get paid pretty much the next day. So that's pretty much how it works. It's a pretty good setup. That is awesome. So for um, so for those who have been listening to this, that's a great opportunity now to take hold on um, setting setting things in stone for the new tax season because you know ironically we're getting into the last quarter of the year. This is the time period that people are starting to look forward to. You know, um, as soon as some people are getting their last paychecks, they're already starting the preparation to um, get their tax returns done. So. A lot of it is networking, building relationships, just to kind of recap. I think, Mr. Jerry, you spoke on, you know, um, doing your due diligence and having that, that code of ethics to make sure that whatever you're providing is going to be able to match up with what you're giving the IRS. 
And if you don't have that documentation to support it, my suggestion is don't submit it. Um, and, and most importantly, um, sample tax services is providing an opportunity for personal business preparation taxes. Um, you are IRS certified, which I want—I know we mentioned that at the beginning of the broadcast. That's so important. Excuse me. That's so important, and that you also offer year-round services, which a lot of times is going to be more centered toward business owners, um, and it gives you a much, a much more trustworthy opportunity deal with somebody that can handle all of the things that are happening um, per code of what the tax laws are existing um, at, at this time. So, Mr. Jerry, I think that this has been a dynamic, informative um, 50 minutes. We, we've gone way beyond um, 30 minutes. We've gone almost <laughs> an hour and a half, um, yeah. and it's well worth it um, to those who have an opportunity. Mr. Jerry, um has given some and just amazing information today, and I'm sure that you know just this what we've been able to share today is going to lead into other conversations, other opportunities, and other relationships being built. So I'm definitely going to tell those who are listening to this broadcast at whatever point that you are hearing it um, that uh, this is a great opportunity to get the training and learn properly. Because I'm going to tell you, a lot of times people want to do this, Mr. Jerry. But they don't want to take the time to do it right. They just want to pop it up and, you know, you're not putting yourself in a space of accountability when you're not making sure that you're getting the information that's needed to do it right. And there's nothing wrong with it. Just, you know, um, do it it the right way. And and then you have a relationship where you have somebody that you can fall back on. And I I always say you can be in business for yourself. You ain't got to be in business by yourself. So this way at least you have kind of fall back to have support. And that's so important. Because um, I remember I had a client for years that had a tax service, and she was part of a franchise, and that franchise has now gone belly up, and she was heavily invested uh, for many, many, many years. And she, um, you know, eventually broke away and just kind of had to revamp and do things. So it's, it's, it's always good to have a strong support because whenever you're investing in and putting your, your time to, you want to make sure that it makes sense. So, Mr. Jerry, thank you so much. Thank you. Yes. And look forward to talking to you again and, and tell your listeners, don't forget, if you've got any questions, they're welcome to give me a call at either one of those numbers, mainly my cell number, okay? Get that number again, Mr. Jerry, so make sure they got it. 478-960-4306. You heard it. Thank you, Mr. Jerry, for your time, dear, and I look Thank forward you. to talking to you soon. Okay, thank you. All right, bye-bye. Okay, so one of our callers want to say something. You want to say something to Mr. Jerry? No, I'm not actually a caller. This is Jazzy. I just want to correct you, producer, just in case you're getting ready to start taxes. 50 minutes is not an hour and a half. I'm just saying. <laughs> Y'all pray for me, people. Y'all understand what I'm talking about, what I'm dealing with here. I just, you know... It's a conspiracy theory. Help me, Lord. Help me, Lord. You're listening to the Loudmouth Radio Network. Sonny and Jazzy of Loudmouth TV is taking off with a brand new show, Off the Market, with its first season within the beautiful state of Hawaii, featuring some of the most sought-after areas of beachfront and inner island properties on the island of Maui and Oahu. 
Tune in to each episode with host Jazzy Jones-Smith as she talks to feature real estate agents as they showcase their open house listings to private homeowner tours where you just might find a house that you may want to take off the market. You're listening to the Loudmouth Radio Network. Insurance Associates Atlanta, formerly Mathis Insurance Services, is an independent agency offering personal, commercial life, and health insurance products to meet the needs of your business and your family. We specialize in helping you protect all of your assets, whether you're purchasing insurance for the first time or searching for better products at a better price. Feel free to contact us at 770-483-0310. We're conveniently located at 1030 Remington Drive in Conyers, Georgia. Visit us online at insurance-iaa.com. All right, good people. We are back live on Loudmouth Radio. We are getting ready to wrap this show up. I want to thank Mr. Jerry again of Jerry, excuse me, Mr. Jerry again of Sample Tax Services of Macon, Georgia. He has been a dynamic aspect to the platform today, giving great information, being so informative about things that are happening and, and why they matter when it comes to the tax aspect of business. I'm going to encourage you to reach out to him if this is something you're interested in. Um, I'm pretty sure that, you know, as we get closer into the tax business time period, if things starting to move, this is when people start saying, you know what, hmm, I think I want to do this. So he's a great resource. Just from what it sounds like, it does not sound like he's gouging you to get the education and the support but more of a partner support for you. So definitely our mouth gives a stamp of approval for sample tax services. So if you have a small business or you're an inspiring entrepreneur, you got something that you know that you're doing in your community and you want to get it out, we encourage you to connect with us at Loudmouth Radio. Our media line is 706-363-3895. Give us a shout-out and uh, get your business um, set up to have your own tea time on Loudmouth Radio and let people know more about your brand and your services and what you're doing. Make sure you follow us on Facebook. We're on um, Facebook as Loudmouth Radio Network. Um, We also have Loudmouth TV and Loudmouth.com, all those good things that are on our platform. So follow us on all social medias from Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all all those great connections. And we're so grateful again to be able to broadcast and give this information out to our listening audience. We are so still available on Stitcher Radio, iTunes, TuneIn, Oh, God, so many active apps, uh, well over 250 million active listeners through all of these different apps and platforms. We're on the Roku device. So just follow us however way you can, from your phone, your tablet, your computer, your car. We're there. Thank you again for you guys' time, and have a dynamic day. Slime off radio.
Holla. You're listening to the Loudmouth Radio Network.